the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday evening. Uh, We're going to be talking in the next two segments to State Representative Tom Patton, who's been with the state government for, oh, so many years. And we'd like to thank him right now for being with us. Tom, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You know, I, I said you've been with us for oh so long. Uh, you were state rep, then you were senator, now you're state rep. Uh, when when did yeah. you when did you start in city or uh, state government? You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't have any political leanings. Um, but at the age of forty eight, people had approached me about it was going to be an open seat in the state at the House of Representatives. And at the time, I said, you know, I've got six kids and three jobs. I was a widower, and I said, I don't have time for this. But a few months later, we had the tragedy that was nine eleven. My father was a B-24 pilot and 32-year policeman in Cleveland. My older brother, Terry, went to Vietnam, served there. My older brother, Timmy, was a homicide detective, solved 1,747 homicides. And by the time I was a senior, they had abolished the draft, so I just went to college. And suddenly my country's under attack, and I'm 48. I'm too old for these armies. So I went back to the same people said, tell me more about it, and it would be a a great sort of thing. Decided on 9-11, but around November, I pulled the plug and said, uh, okay, let's go, let's take out the petitions, and we didn't know for 110 days that the seat I ran for had always been a Democrat seat, and so, uh, uh, but we, we just knocked up as many doors as we could, we just, we, we tried to meet as many people as we could, and we were able to win the seat, and uh, we did six years in the House, but the Senate seat was opening up, and the Senate president asked me to consider running for that. We did. We did the eight years in the Senate, and of which the last six I was the majority leader. And that always helps when you're in that little uh, leadership room where all the real big decisions get made. And I'm very grateful for having the opportunity to bring back some things to uh, Northeast Ohio. And then when my term in the Senate was up, you know, it was a part of my life that uh, the kids are grown, still a widower, and I said, you know, let's just go back to the house and uh, see if we, we can still do some good. And uh, I think we are, and I think that uh, uh, it's always it's been the most productive work part of my life. And I, I'm very grateful for having the opportunity to serve the people now in the 7th House District. How long, <clears throat> how long have you been in the current position? This uh, six years in the House, eight years in the Senate. And so this is now my 17th year next year. When we complete this two-year term, will be my 18 years that I'll have in. And we're actually in the process of going to probably go out and get some petitions signed to run in 2020. Oh, my. Because as long as my health is good, and as long as I feel that we're being productive, you know, and the problem with term limits, term limits, there was always term limits. It used to be called election day. You know, if you don't like the guy or you don't like the lady, throw him out, you know. And, oh, I uh, agree with that. Uh, you know, but, you know, there's a lack of institutional memory. Uh, at, at, when I'm there 17 years, there might be three other guys down there, uh, you know, and uh, that have had that much, maybe even slightly more time than I have. 
and you get these you know younger people coming in and they're all full of energy and vim and vigor and they want to try to do things but you know yeah, they tried to do that in 2009 and this is why it didn't work or they tried to do this in 2007 and this is why that didn't work and although it sounds like a good idea in 2014 this is why it got turned back and so the institutional memory that you have because what you do with younger legislators is there's almost an over-reliance on the lobby community and the lobbyists are good people you know but if someone's a tobacco lobbyist they're going to try to tell you all the good things about tobacco which that's a challenge in itself but you know you have public utility lobbyists you have you know people that will go in there and for these um, younger folks you you know you have to be about a one inch deep on all the topics but you never get to drill down a foot and so in many cases the lobbyists will help and they'll help even some of the veteran folks but, you know, a lot of times when these younger legislators will come and say, what do you think about this idea? You know, it's, it's hard to come up with something totally novel. And so generally speaking, either we passed it or there was a reason why it didn't pass. And you tend to just share your you share your, me- your memories with them, but you still encourage them to, you know, to work on the things that are interesting to them, you know. And so uh, right, I right. Just, I'm just very uh, delighted as I say that uh, the, the good Lord has allowed me to serve in this position for 17 years and the voters have been extraordinarily supportive and I, I, I owe an awful lot the voters have been very kind to, to Tom Pan. well that does for good and I, I know we certainly appreciate you being there whenever you talk about governments like you talk about uh, the idea of having term limits each election day because otherwise uh, rarely do we get someone who's in government for nearly two decades uh, that can bring not only the present time uh, discussions and ideas, but uh, share the experiences, understand the pulse and the rhythm of government, to know how it works is very, very important. Uh, and then to uh, you know, basically see the directions and uh, where the, the government is going. And, and that sort of brings us up into what's going on uh, in Columbus now. Uh, we have, you know, once a month we bring Dave Greenspan on to tell us about what's going on from his perspective. And uh, I know you're down there doing um, a bunch of work as well. Uh, a couple of things we talked about before the interview. One thing is the the gas tax that we started a couple months ago with that increased uh, money coming into the state for, for roads and infrastructure. Uh, what What is the state of Ohio's infrastructure and, and what do we need to do to get it up to speed? Well... There's so there's so many challenges on an on, on the interstate and the infrastructure system. A fact that most of your listeners probably won't have any idea of. And when I first went into the transportation committee, I was surprised to learn Ohio has more bridges in the state than any state in the union except for one. And everybody always guesses Minnesota, land of a thousand lakes, maybe Michigan, but it turns out it's Texas. Texas has more bridges, but then we're second. And the problem with bridges, is especially in Salt you know, like weather where you have to use road salt, is that every 20 years you have to redeck, re-sandblast, uh, and uh, in effect almost rebuild the bridges. Um, currently in Ohio, before we voted for that gas tax, we had 2,600 bridges that were rated unsafe, and that was after we already closed 232 bridges down. And uh, many people might recall uh, nine, ten years ago when in Minnesota there was a great big bridge that just collapsed. And cars were falling off from one deck and falling. It was just a terrible tragedy. Well, it turned out that, that our Interbelt Bridge used the same architect design. And uh, so when the engineers went under to take a look at that bridge, they found that, oops, you know, we, and they immediately took trucks 
off of the inner belt. They had they had to go and they, they had to be detoured around it, and so that gives you an idea. You know, with all these kids riding school buses and things like that, we want to make sure our roads and bridges are safe. Nobody likes voting for a tax, but I reminded people that said that another ten cents, eleven, you know, ten point five. I said, look, I have five daughters. They're married. I have uh, myself. When I pull in the gas station, you know, my daughters and husbands and I we're all paying that ten cents because I truly believe that our infrastructure, for most from commerce alone, just to be able to deliver goods and services, to be able to get back and forth to work. You know, um, for, you know, I always use an example, the bridge that goes over Brook Park Road, right past Snow Road going into downtown Cleveland. If that bridge would be shut down because it wasn't safe, and people had to exit on the Snow Road, they all the way down the Smith Road, then go north on Smith Road all the way to 150th and 71, I timed it one day. That's about a 14-minute, if you did, if, without traffic, a 14-minute detour, you know, coming and going back and forth to work. And I said, so now how do you like me? Because that bridge isn't shut down, and people are going back and forth. The people at ODOT do a terrific job uh, as far as maintaining the roads as best they can. We just got to make sure that the resources are fine. I did a bill under Governor Kasich where we bonded out the turnpike. What we did, in effect, we let everybody with Ohio Easy Pass. We froze those prices for eight years, so they didn't see a single nickel increase. But to the people that were coming from uh, Pennsylvania, Indiana, or Indiana, Pennsylvania, they were paying higher tolls that were paying off the bonding dollars. We bonded out about $1.6 billion, and that was immediately put into roads and bridges. But you can only play that card once. There's only one ace of spades in the deck. And we played that card, and it was uh, uh, that was something that I was on not even only in the legislature, but I was serving as the uh, legislative uh, assignment to be on the board of the Turnpike, and the Turnpike is a great asset. You know, Governor Kasich Candler was almost looking to try to sell it. Thankfully, he didn't. The least part of it is uh, we still have a greatly maintained road. When you get into Indiana, you see what a privately held Turnpike looks like. It's terrible, you know, but the Ohio Turnpike is something we should all be proud of. And we were able to use that asset, and we're building, we did build, uh, a lot of those dollars were spent on a new Voinovich Bridge, a new Interbelt Bridge that we have, as well as Opportunity Corridor. Is the Ohio Turnpike making money? Yes. The Ohio Turnpike has bonds, you know, but the bonds you have to pay out will probably go out to 20, well, probably 2038 now, but, you know, they, they, they're they very sharp. When the bond market gets good, they'll rebond certain things, save some additional bonding money. And so uh, uh, it's a very well-run organization. And it's, it's uh, now, finally, uh, for years, ODOT and the Turnpike Commission were two separate, and they still are two separate entities. But think about the idea if they could share some services just by at rock belt at the same time together. Oh, I know. Looking for all these combinations. Let me interrupt. We're talking to uh, State Representative Tom Patton, who's uh, updating us on what's going on in Columbus. We're going to be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents... Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. When you need passionate and thought-provoking insights, AM 1420 is your answer. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Welcome back to Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Uh, tonight we're uh, privileged to have with us State Representative Tom Patton, who's been in state government for going on 18 years right now, so it's a long corporate memory to know what's going on in the state of Ohio. Tom Patton, thank you for joining us. Always oh, my pleasure, sir. You know, in the last uh, segment we were talking about our infrastructure and the gas taxes and, and how overall we're improving Ohio by, by getting our infrastructure finally up to speed. Um, big general question, how is Ohio doing in the uh, near future, say the next one to five years? Are we on the right track? I definitely believe we're on the right track. We have a situation now where every, almost everyone I talk to is looking to hire people. And there's there's jobs out there that we we could fill 160,000 jobs tomorrow if we had the people for them. I mean, whether skilled or unskilled, I mean, the skilled labor uh, yeah, I'm talking about your building trades, for example. Uh, they're recruiting these kids out of high school. And I always tell, often tell parents, please don't consider yourself a failure if your children don't go to college. Because if they struggle to be a C student in high school, by going through that portal of any university, they're not going to transform into uh, you know, a exceptional student overnight. They might be the same kids, though, that could take a cuckoo clock apart and put it back together. And they're great with their hands and they're mechanically inclined. You know, and so uh, by about ninth grade or 10th grade, you kind of know, and I think the trade schools 
that were around when I was up, although we do have Polaris, they do a remarkable job, but we need to do better as far as identifying those younger people um, that we need to say, you know, you maybe, maybe you should focus on being a nurse, maybe you should focus on being a carpenter, maybe you should focus on being uh, an electrician, what have you. And I, I, I don't apologize, because these are jobs, you know, the, the, because of the amount of work, these skilled tradesmen are making $100,000, $120,000 a year. I, you know, advised the mom, a friend of mine, get her son, and he went to work the Sheet Metal Workers Union, and he's 26 years old. He had bought, about two years ago, a two-and-a-half, or excuse me, two-and-a-half-acre home in, I hope, two-and-a-half-acre lot with a home in Brunswick Hills. He has a boat. He has a motorcycle. He's got a number of guns that he, he collects. And he has zero college debt, and he's, and he's providing a very important thing. So uh, I think the, the economy is always... You know, something can always happen that can kind of throw a wrench in it, but, you know, we've got a record sum of money, about $2.8 billion in our rainy day fund, and that we've left alone, and, and although, trust me, in a bad economy, that could go away pretty quick. But it seems like we're, you know, Governor DeWine is making all the right moves. Um, what we need to do, though, we need to take a look at potential problems. Now, for example, the governor came out a couple of weeks ago and said, he was trying to look into his executive powers find out if he can shut down all the vapor stores. And ironically, we had been working on drafting legislation not to shut down all the stores, but to at least curb the number of young people going into the stores. Here's a statistic that I think will scare the heck out of everybody. In 2017, uh, 11% of all high school students were vaping, one out of 10. Now, uh, in 2018, they said 20.8, almost 21% are vaping. You know, that's one in five. And we don't know the numbers for 2019, but we do know that we've had seven deaths attributed to vaping. Around the country, that five, you know, 500 serious cases of a lung disorder that will develop. But you have to ask yourself, why the flavored, why are we, why are these companies coming with flavored bubble gum and cotton candy, blueberry, strawberry, you know, smoke, all of those things, and the people must know this, are filled with nicotine. And so, you know, and, and to the people who are adults and are already stuck on nicotine, if they need to use the vape, I would probably assume that the vapes are better for them than actual cigarette smoke, but they're suffering from a terrible addiction. We need to try, you know, don't let big tobacco that's trying to entice this next generation of kids into coming on board and saying, okay, now I've been vaping, Blueberry, I've been braving, you know, bubblegum flavor stuff, but now I have a real nicotine addiction. You know, at 14, 15, and my school districts tell me the worst offenders are the junior high school kids, junior high, 13 or 14 year old kids. They're not given a chance. I mean, they don't view it. I often thought back, if we knew in 1608 when they started planting the first tobacco uh, plants in, in Virginia, if they had a crystal ball, say, this is what's going to happen with tobacco down the road how insidious it was going to be, how addictive it was going to be, how it would ruin families, and it's going to have a significant cost to government because we, the government, have to take care through our Medicaid portion of those folks that are suffering and or with insurance, you know, increases because they're paying for the insurance of those folks that have it. You know, there's truly an economic thing that does that. We have the same thing with opiates. If we knew 12 years ago the opiates would be this problem, we'd have never entered into it. You know, when you and I were growing up, you know, and you had a real bad 
effect from a toothache or something that the dentist gave it Tylenol with codeine or maybe he gave you uh, Darvon, you know. But this new class of drugs that came out 12 years ago, you know, the opiates, you know, have just completely, you know, uh, 400,000 people around the country have died in the last 10 years from opiate overdoses or, you know, because when they can't get the Oxycontin, they end up getting heroin, heroin laced with fentanyl, next thing you know, they're dead. You know, in Ohio, until just recently, was the leading state. Now we dropped the second, but we're still losing about 5,000 kids, uh, people, I should say, people a year to opiates. So I think that this idea of tracking down the vapors, you know, the vape shops and things like that, again, for the older people that are already, you know, hooked on nicotine, you know, we're not trying to shut, I'm not trying to shut them down. I just don't want the teenagers going right, in. As a matter of right, fact, right. in our bill, we don't even let them walk into the door. They're not allowed inside the store. Well, we just had a recent guest on, a doctor, who was telling us about what's going on with the uh, the, the vapor pens or the vape pens, and, and that is uh, the these cartridges with the fruit and with the nicotine and with the THC uh, all have an oil base to them that get heated up in the uh, elements, the heating elements of the vape pens, and turns that oil into a smoke that goes into the lungs and uh, plenty of use of, of that uh, those oil products, that oil develops a coating on the inside of the lungs. And that's where we're coming up with something that's more insidious, more immediate than tobacco poisoning. So yeah, I'm afraid you, so. And you're right, uh, to get, right to clamp down and get some government regulation with this vape. But, you know, all the people that are... The, um, complaining to my office about why would you do this to vape it's only going to help me I, one woman wrote I started smoking at 14 I was completely addicted at 16 didn't buy my first legal pack until I was 18 but she said it's been 10 years now I tried quitting cold turkey using nicotine patches which I thought if you're using nicotine patches that's not considered quitting cold turkey but that wasn't going to debate the point with her but she just said how could you do this to me and I said you yourself said you were addicted at 14 I'm trying to keep these other 14-year-old kids from getting addicted and 15 and 16 or 13. You know, it's, a, it's you know, big tobacco, you know, they've, they've seen their sales around the country go down 4%. You know, they're not allowed to advertise. They have to put a, the note on the package that this could cause cancer. This is a deadly, potentially deadly thing that, you know, but yet people are still buying lots and lots of cigarettes. But 4% less than the, the tobacco company sold the previous year so they want to sell more, and so now, trust me, they're up to their eyeballs with the vape stuff because they're going to get the kids blown out vapes, don't get hooked on nicotine, and the cheaper, easier way to deliver the nicotine to their system eventually will be by smoking cigarettes. You know, so we have to be diligent about that. I, I the governor, if he can finds a way that he can shut them down completely, you know, I'll, you know, I'm going to let him try that first. But if he doesn't, we got this ready to go behind him, and we've got bill numbers, and we're going to hopefully start getting hearings on it in the next week or two, so we can get the signs of it. You know, just, we'll have all the opponents and the proponents. We'll get some medical testimony. We'll get some folks from Ohio State that have been looking into this. We'll let them come in, and we'll let them say, these are the facts, you know, and as I say, maybe it helps those 30-year smokers quit, but we should not let the under, you know, under 21 young people even start stuff because we know they're going to get addicted. You know, if you know you're going to get addicted to anything, why would you want to try that? Well, the statistics will speak for themselves and drag everyone down. We're almost out of time, but I want to bring you back uh, sometime 
uh, to talk to uh, Representative Tom Patton uh, about uh, mass shootings and, and what are we doing about keeping guns away from bad people. I know the, the governor had a plan and uh, where that's coming along. We can't talk about it now. There's just not enough time. But uh, I think that's something you guys are still working on in Columbus. I think uh, there's the Senate has a couple bills that they've introduced. And uh, the way it goes is one chamber will introduce the bill and then the other chamber gets it second. And when both chambers agree, it goes to the governor for signature. So I'm anxious to see what uh, yes, the bill well, well, more more to come. Well, anyway, State more. Representative Tom Patton, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Nick, thanks very much for having me. We'll talk soon. We'll have you back on again some Take other care. time. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. Thanks. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. WHKRadio.com is the answer for you and your burning questions. Listen online to AM 1420 The Answer for the latest news, sincere opinions, and profound insights at WHKRadio.com. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I. 
at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back to Lakeland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In the next two segments, we're going to be talking about a problem we've all been reading about, and we probably know a lot of people, young and old, who have given up cigarettes in exchange for vaping. And we're finding out a lot of things about vaping, is that there's some lethalities to vaping, serious illnesses associated with vaping that we really don't know much about. Joining us tonight to talk about it is John Scherer. John, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Glad my, to be on. My my pleasure. Um, tell us a little bit about your background because uh, you've also been known as the video professor. Uh, t- tell us about your background and your interest in, in vaping nowadays. Well, <laughs> yes, I was video professor for years of selling computer learning products on television. And I've been in marketing most of my life. I got involved in a, uh, developing a company called Canless Air. <clears throat> Excuse me, Canless Air is a product that I, I don't know if you know what a what canned air is. You spray it to clean off your keyboard. Um, and I got involved making a product that is safe uh, for the consumers. It's uh, you recharge it like a cell phone, and uh, it just uses the air from the room instead of dangerous chemicals. So canned air is something that people huff. Kids got on a fad of huffing this stuff and getting high. So when this vaping story came out, it piqued my interest because it was right along the lines of huffing, uh, causing causing deaths, causing uh, people to be in the hospital, major problems, addiction. Um, when people huff that canned air, it's it's as addicting as heroin and so this vaping issue there's from a marketing standpoint i i feel that um, uh, jewel is completely wrong in their advertising saying it's safer than cigarettes i'd like to see that study and uh telling the young people that it's safe and Mm -hmm. i i feel that that's really really wrong i'm glad the fda has stepped in but I have a question: is Where was the FDA when this product went on the market? What What is going on with uh, with Juul and uh, vaping generally? And you mentioned huffing, which is a term that uh, I I wasn't familiar with in the vaping sense. But you know, as you mentioned it, when people are uh, inhaling uh, aerosols, and I, I would assume it goes way back to uh, modelers with glue and. That kind of thing. Yes, exactly. It's the same thing. You, you're from a molecular standpoint. You're ingesting some um, chemicals that can be industrial and pretty damaging, not, not only to your lungs, but could uh, be carcinogens, causing cancer and other things. And uh, naive, naive exactly. young people uh, are willing to trade off their life expectancy for a few moments of feeling a bit dizzy. Uh, so I, I hope that that is gone. But this idea of Vaping, because uh, we've been trying to to an- understand it here and analyze it, because uh, we have clients who have younger family members, uh, teenagers and uh, young adults, who are vaping, and uh, we're watching the news and trying to figure out what's going on. Now, from what I understand, the the vaping devices uh, contain a heating element that will take oil substances and turn it into 
uh, vapor or sort of a smoky uh, oil mm-hmm. oil based type of a smoke that uh, when it's inhaled you're inhaling uh, a molecular oil that is right. somehow attaching to the uh, internal anatomy of the lungs which is very delicate and needs to stay open to exchange oxygen into your blood uh, how how is that is that what's going on am I correct you are correct, and that's what they don't know. The, uh, what I'm hearing, and I'm not a doctor, but what I'm hearing is that this this oil is getting in the lungs. The lungs can't process it. They weren't made to process an uh, oily substance that may even turn to tar. I don't know. But it's, it's, um, it's what's causing these problems, and they don't know what in there. The... the the manufacturers, the jewels of the world, want to blame it on the black market stuff. They want to say, oh, it's the black market stuff. But it's, I, some of these lawsuits that have been filed are from kids that have been smoking the jewel product, for example, smoking two or three of these cartridges a week and have gotten sick from it. So they obviously they don't know enough about this. And I, I, I'm not understanding why they aren't banning it, putting it all on hold. Well, I do understand. It's big dollars. It's huge dollars. And Big Tobacco is getting back into this because it's hooking, it's hooking people. These devices, there's about 2 million kids that never smoked in their life, but they are now with these devices because it's cool. In, in school, it's a, it's a cool thing to do to have this little device. And the jewel device is the one that kids think is the coolest. And um, <clears throat> so they go ahead and they vape. And they can vape all day. They can go in the bathroom and vape. They can walk outside. They can do it on lunch break. Cigarettes, they couldn't do that because of the smell. This stuff, uh, they vape all day long. No. So... What I was thinking yeah. is, so far what I've been hearing is that uh, there, there are three primary things de- going through the, these vape uh, units. Uh, one, it would be uh, THC is one from marijuana. People can ingest mm-hmm. that. Another is nicotine yep. for those who have a nicotine addiction from smoking tobacco products. And then finally, fruit, uh, fruit-flavored uh, vaping, which... Uh, supposedly is is safe but uh, I understand there's moves with the Trump administration to to block that as well as others I would hope last week he had talked about banning the the, the, the flavors but but the flavors have nicotine nicotine is the addicting substance that's in these things and it, it's hooking the 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 uh, um, mission statement for jewel is to to give everybody a better quality of life and get them off cigarettes, but it's getting them on their product. Well, from a business standpoint, of course that's what you want. I want everybody hooked on my product. And that there that's what they're doing. They absolutely are doing that. Uh, the nicotine is doing that for them. So they, they just don't know enough about this, this deal. Yeah, yeah. And I... I my understanding, I know that when companies develop products, uh, medicines that can help us, heal us, 
they're tested for years. The FDA finally puts their stamp on them. They go on the show. I don't understand the testing process for this. Well, I'm not sure there was one. Well, well one of the things that uh, I question all the time is the jurisdiction of the FDA. A lot of uh, natural products uh, like uh, wheat germ and St. John's wort and all these things are not controlled by the FDA because they're not pharmaceuticals. And I'm wondering Correct. whether nicotine is the same kind of natural product like caffeine might be. Uh, and there's other agencies that could be involved. For example, the Surgeon General's office uh, who is regulating right. tobacco and also the Federal Trade Commission that uh, would would sort of study and be critical of uh, phrases like, yes, use nicotine three times a day and you will have a better quality of life. Is that even a, is that even a, a good, honest uh, statement of fact? Right. That's not. So, so there's a, not. I mean, well, well, that's right. And with kids, kids getting sick, and we're hearing of normal people who are vaping, thinking that it's safer, uh, finding out that uh, they're ending up in the hospital. So you're going from just having a risk to having a real consequence that can kill you immediately. They are. They they are cigarettes. It took how many years to get to get warnings on cigarettes that say this product may kill you? Well, it's. It's no different with this stuff. This product may kill you. This product may put you in the hospital. This product may do damage to you. But I don't know that they even have a warning on these. Um, that's that's very interesting to me. Well, well kids, kids are you know, still smoking. Seed, <laughs> go ahead. Kids are still smoking tobacco products, and uh, the, the warnings are all over. They're even talking about putting pictures now of victims of uh, tobacco-related cancers as to uh, how that's affecting them. By the way, we're discussing the issue of vaping with uh, John Scherer, and uh, he's been known as uh, the video professor over the many years. But we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words to, to talk to, uh, to John about vaping and what are we going to do about it. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate. We'll be back after these messages. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential 
coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back to Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. Uh, tonight we're talking about vaping and what it's about and uh, how dangerous it is and how it's putting people who vape in the hospitals, uh, sometimes with uh, life-threatening situations and sometimes actually causing their death. Uh, with us tonight we have John Scherer, uh, who is known as the video professor for years who has a keen interest in vaping because he had a product out called Canned Air, and we all may have used it at one time or another. Canless. Canless Air. Canless. Thank you, John. (laughs) Canless Air, where we would uh, use it to spray uh, uh, clean from dust and grit and stuff off our keyboards and our computers. But uh, the idea of vaping and and kids huffing bad uh, industrial products is what got John interested in what we're talking about tonight. So, John Scherer, thank you again for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You know, in the last segment, we were talking about the uh, the mechanics of, of vaping and how that's putting stuff in the lungs that uh, will stay there for quite a while, apparently, but we really don't know uh, what's happening physiologically to the lungs that are, are putting these young people, mostly young people, uh, into intensive care units and in some cases causing death. Uh, the uh, We're talking about the FDA and lawsuits. Let me go to lawsuits for a moment. You said there are several lawsuits. What What is the theory of the lawsuits that are being filed against Juul or other companies making the vaping apparatus? Well, what I'm understanding is that they're claiming the <clears throat> that they 
and Jewel has has been sending out this message that this is fine for you. It does, it's not going to hurt you. It's be- way better than cigarettes. Um, and then they develop these flavors, these, oh, I don't know, a- apple pie and whatever, uh, watermelon, whatever other flavors to hook the kids. And uh, they were developed, you know, bubble gum, whatever it is that the, the kids uh, it appeals to the kids. But there's nicotine in this. The nicotine is hooking them. Now they're addicted. So th- there's. I'm also hearing that getting rid of the flavors isn't going to get the kids to stop. They'll just go, well, well, I don't need flavors because they're addicted to the nicotine. So the lawsuits are, are, are along those lines that the messages that uh, um, Jewel is putting out there is uh, the wrong message and misleading. Is Jewel still out there uh, trying to get kids to to take and use the, the vapes? Oh, or? yes. <clears throat> now, I don't know the status. I don't know if they've... If they've pull their uh, print ads down, their social media ads down. I don't know what they've done. But certainly um, the FTC, for example, can stop those commercials. They can say, the FTC can come in and say, wait a minute, you can't advertise this stuff the way you are uh, until we see reports that it's safe, until we see what you're saying is true. So the FTC can stop that on the airways, uh, the FDA can certainly put a freeze on this. Uh, the Surgeon General, I think, could probably do something. Uh, Center for Disease Control can do something. We've got all these agencies that protect us. Somebody's got to step in, or all of them have to step in. Are, are any of the agencies stepping in at this point, uh, and, and do you have an idea what they're doing? Well... Uh, you know that all this hit when the FDA sent a letter to Jewel saying, hey, wait a minute, your advertising is seems deceptive to us, uh, but show us that it isn't. So that's the thing that started all this. So the FDA is definitely the one, uh, the, the one involved right now. Mm-hmm. But um, it, if the other, now I know the Center for Disease Control is getting involved. They're wondering what's going on here because this is—it's almost epidemic stage. How fast all these uh, uh, cases have come up in different states, and I forget how many different states. It's probably—if it was 16, it's probably 30 by now. It's—it's it's happening very quickly. To, so, to, yeah, to your understanding, do you, have you heard what the the uh, least most likely theory is is the uh, the lung damage being caused by the oils or by the temperature of the vape uh, or uh, what what is it the oils the oils that's what i'm hearing that's and, and the oils uh, are just exactly, an, go ahead right because they're heavy they're heavy and they get in the lungs and it, it's saying the lungs can't get rid of it they just will not get rid of it they're not they're not made to get rid of oil you know we don't have oil in our lungs i mean that's not normal no it is very difficult uh, obviously and, and if not depending on where this oil is going have you heard any, uh, solutions or, or treatments or therapies that are out there for people who are listening 
who are vaping and after this show will stop vaping uh, and, and want to de- de-oilize their lungs, if you will. There, there isn't one. What I'm hearing from doctors, what I've read, is that there's no way to get rid of this oil in the lungs when it's there. So for your listeners, for, for anyone out there that is doing this, just stop. I, I, I tell I mean, absolutely stop smoking anything because it's not good for you to take that smoke, you know. It, it's just not good to take that smoke in your lungs. But I'd sooner smoke a regular cigarette than a vaping pen right now with the unknown. The unknown that the, the oil getting in your lungs and causing these problems. They, it, these pens can kill you. There's no question about it, and they have. Yeah, they I've, have. So I've been, I, and I've been hearing stories. I mean, when something starts uh, turning up so widespread in, in different corners of society, I was talking to a younger man uh, who was uh, smoking uh, and vaping. Well, he wasn't smoking cigarettes. He was vaping, and he was complaining about headaches and uh, cardiac issues and, uh, and so forth. And we know that uh, cardiac issues can be stimulated by the lack of oxygen in the blood going to the heart, uh, and that lack of oxygen can be uh, attributed to the fact that oxygen's not getting into the blood at the lung level, because your lung capacity, uh, not in volume, but in, in the capabilities of the tissue to absorb oxygen, has just been deteriorated. We're very anxious to hear what the official medical explanation is as to what does vaping do and what are the signs, symptoms, and treatments to reverse it if possible. Right, and I'm hearing nothing yet, but but it, it was, you know, 54 years in the making or something like that put it to get these warnings on cigarette packs. And we don't have 54 days before there's going to be more deaths. I, it just seems to me they can't to, to sit back. What what it seems like to me is they're using the young kids as guinea pigs. Well, let's see what happens. Just, well, that one died. Well, that's what did it, what did he die of? Yeah, let's do the autopsy. They can't yeah. do it that way. They they just can't do it that way. They're at the expense of the young kids. Right. Any right. young kids listening, I, I know they're they think they're indestructible. I I was when I was a kid. Nothing can touch me, um, but it can, and it is right now. And they need to, the parents need to jump all over their kids, and the kids need to really understand it's not cool. Well, uh, John Shara, I really appreciate your, your interest in this area. And if you want to hear more about uh, what John has to say and think and what his research is doing, you can go to his website, Canlis Air System. Uh, dot com and uh, John, you have a it's, blog it's there. Can, yeah, excuse me, Adam. It's canlessair.com. If they go to canlessair.com and there's a tab at the top, it's a blog. And if they click on that, they'll they'll read about it and they'll see why and how I got interested. Because um, humping is is a similar thing that's killing young people all over the country, and it's not heard of. It's really unheard of. Um, this has, because of the FDA, has come to the attention of the country. So I'm hoping that they look at this huffing along while they're looking at this 
vaping, they look at the huffing and the dangers of canned air that's sitting on the shelves of retailers like Walmart. Well, that that is so um, that is so true. Well, John, we're going to have to let you go. Thank you so much for your interest, okay. and we'll be back in touch and uh, okay, talk yeah, about too. vaping. It's not a problem going yep. away soon. And thank you for listening tonight. We'll I be know. back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind for company Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.